Hello and welcome to this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and you are listening to episode 388 of our little podcasting universe here. Hope you're having a great week, getting a chance to do something fun, creative, out there with the camera, sketch pad, whatever you got going on, but just something creative. This week we're going to be talking about is simple always good in photography, and we're going to talk about that from not just what we photograph and how we photograph, but sort of our mental approach to lots of aspects of our photography. Before we dive into that, just a reminder, if you are looking for fundamentally changing your understanding of your approach to photography, finding a deeper connection between the heart and soul of what you photograph and how you create it, there's still a spot left in my Meaningful Image Workshop, which will get started up here in October, and that's an eight-month online class. No matter where you are, you'll be able to participate in that, and you can find more information about that up on my website at danieljgregory.com under the Workshop and Education tab. Also, I'm doing a print sale of some of my platinum palladium work at a substantial discount. These are some artist proofs. So they're before my edition started my platinum palladium work. But if you click on the print sale tab on my website, you can check out those. My platinum prints normally start at $1,200, but these are going to be discounted to 300 because there's some artist proofs. You can read all about those up on the website or email me if you have any questions. All right, let's circle back to our topic today, which is about is simple always good in photography? And for the most part, I think, you know, if I had to pin that down to an answer, I'd say absolutely. I think simple is always the way to go in photography. From the keep it simple, stupid approach of a whole series of books that, again, we don't get points for the hard way. You know, I've talked about that in a couple other podcasts. I talk about that in my Photoshop classes that we don't get rewarded because we did something with 9,000 layers in Photoshop that could have been done with one layer. I used to work with a software developer who used to say that, you know, the elegancy of software code was if you could write it in three lines instead of 50 lines, it just made things that much faster and more efficient. The elegancy was in the simplicity, making things simple, simple enough so that we were able to understand them, simple enough that we were able to process with it, but not so simple that it became boring or reduced the past the point of being useful. And so I think that's the challenge in photography. I think that's the challenge in making interesting photographs is as we make our photographs, how do we make sure that we're making them such that they are simple, but not boring? They are not simplistic and boring. And I think that really can be a challenge because there's a lot of components that go into making a good, simple photograph. And anybody who's ever tried to photograph minimalism and gone out and set out to create minimalistic looking photographs in the tradition of minimalist art, where we have distilled down the essence of something into somewhat of a more abstract form. A lot of minimalism in art going back into the 60s when that kind of foothold took place in particularly in American art. It was an abstraction of line and form and color. And so we didn't have necessarily this subject matter in the same way we do in photography. But when we think about minimalism in photography, you know, we think about those photographs that have a couple of birds in the fog or a lone chair in a room, a, a tree in a field with fog around it or a gray sky behind it. It's a very simple composition, but a very powerful composition, a very emotionally invoking composition. And that's because when we think about how we respond to photographs, we have the visual elements that go into that composition. And when things are done well and simply done well, 
meaning that they have all the essence that they need, but nothing more, and at the same time, haven't left something out, is why it's so hard to make good minimalistic photographs. Because it's easy to overly simplify them and dumb them down to where we look at them and they just seem boring, trite, without any emotion and feeling. And at the same time, if we go the other way and we include too much information, or what's I think more common, we don't properly create the composition of the simple photograph in a way that makes it interesting and hold emotional value. And so when we're thinking about simple, one of the things that I think is really important is that we oftentimes set out and actually attempt to make minimalistic photographs, isolating subjects, creating photographs of interest with very few things within the frame. And I'll circle back to why I think that's important in a second. But as you're creating these minimalistic type photographs, these, these photographs that have very little present within the frame, the reason I think that's such an important skill for people to practice is that you are required at that point to really think about core concepts within composition. Where does the placement of a line, because you might only have two lines or three lines within the image, how does negative space create the holding container for the object that you're using as the subject matter for the photograph? How much negative space do you need to use to maintain the balance within the photograph so that it doesn't feel over or underweighted on a given side? How do we keep symmetry in a photograph where maybe we only have one chair and nothing else in the photograph? How do we keep that in balance through the use of form, point of view, color? What are those elements that pull together to make that, that composition work? So you have to become a true master of understanding composition when we think about having very few elements to work with within the composition. And when we look at photographs that are not minimalistic, that become very strong photographs, that have that essence of amazement that when we look at them, we think, wow, that's a really amazing photograph. And even if we're looking at something like Seldago's work, in the train stations with thousands of people and line and movement and color, the simple nature of that photograph being of value because of the way those compositional elements are used, even with all of that information in the photograph, has the same attention to detail as if it was a more minimalistic photograph. It includes all of the elements necessary to convey that story, positioned properly within the frame, composed properly within the frame, and does not include anything else. And so the decision of what to exclude from the frame becomes paramount in our understanding of creating simple, effective photographs. When we're able to go in and look at a photograph and say to ourselves, I need nothing more than these four key concepts, and I frame only those four key concepts, we end up with a much better photograph. When we start to see that way, when we start to see the simple nature of the world and how simple composition becomes powerful communication composition, then I'm no longer allowing the distraction of things that are out there in the world that I may or may not pay attention to behind my camera that become 
instrumental in my misunderstanding of the photograph when I put it on the wall. Those elements start to fade away when I start to break things down into their most simple form when I'm photographing. So as we start to look at composition, framing, working with photographs, I think one of the things that we can all work on to make that process a little bit more interesting is to set out and say, what is the single subject of the photograph? What is the subject matter of the photograph? What is the dominant line? What are the lines that are there that shouldn't be there? How is color used? Do I have a color shape and size that needs to be balanced against a different color shape and size? And to verbalize that out loud. So it slows down our photographic process initially because we're now starting to communicate what are we seeing, what are we including, and what are we excluding? So when we think about composition, where am I going to put the horizon line? What's above it? What's below it? What does it mean when I put the composition line in the middle with all sorts of noise traffic around it? I've got cars going left and right. I got people walking across the street. I got skyscrapers above it. Whatever it is, if I'm doing a portrait and I've got somebody's face positioned in the center of the frame and they look left, they look right. What does that mean in terms of positive and negative space? What does that mean with the background? Do I have things in the background? Are they isolated from out of focus? Is everything in focus? And if everything's in focus in that portrait, what in that background is illustrative and communicating information about the person whose portrait is being taken? Or is what's in the background not necessary to that? In which case, I've now made an overly complicated photograph with a bunch of information that's not needed. That unneeded information means that the things I talk about, the things I share about in that photograph are now not about what I want to talk about. They're not part of the narrative I'm attempting to say. Again, I've made the photograph overly complex for no apparent reason. So as we think about approaching our photography, Again, simple. Simple works whether I'm organizing my photographs. It works because if my organization is just simple enough that I can always find my photographs, but not more complex than that, it's easy to stay organized. Aperture priority on my camera is set because it makes it easier for me to take photographs and focus on composition and not what are all the settings on my camera. Auto ISO, same thing, just makes it easier. Being easier means that I have the chance to focus on the more complicated part of the photograph, which is the composition, and make that as simple as possible. When I go back and look at my own work, when I start to critique the work of others, a lot of times what I'm seeing in a photograph is the complexity that doesn't need to be there. Is the image properly distilled down to its most core essence? And if it's not, can I tolerate the level of distraction that's in there? And to me, that's really what it kind of comes down to is photographs that have too much information, it becomes a distraction. I'm now no longer present to the essence of the photograph. I'm presence to the essence plus the distraction. So if I can get away from that, can I look at the photograph and only experience the photograph? Because the composition, again, is so simple 
that it communicates everything it needs to say as clearly as it can and easily as it can. For those of you who are thinking, well, that sounds like, you know, editing, writing, editing a paper. Yes, that's basically what we're trying to do. We're trying to edit in real time the creation of the photograph. And we have to learn to see that. So if we look through the frame and we think, wow, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on. we got to figure out how to isolate that. And again, that might be a point of view. It might be changing lenses. It might be moving things around. It might be waiting for time to for the scene to change. Who knows what it is? But that attempt to come in and recognize that we as the photographer have a responsibility to continue to distill the essence of what we're trying to say down to as clear of communication as possible. And that for me is really what being simple in photography is about. It's about being clear. It's about having the clarity to communicate and say what I'm attempting to say in those photographs as best I can at that time, as clearly as I can at that time. And when my photographs fall and when they fail, it's oftentimes because they lack the clarity, meaning I lack the clarity to communicate what I was attempting to say in that print or what my experience was when creating that photograph. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for joining me this week to hear me talk a little bit about the notion of simplicity in photography. I hope you get a chance to get out there and make some simple photographs. Again, that doesn't mean they're not rich, deeply communicated photographs. It just means they're distilled down to their core essence. So good luck with that. Thanks again for spending a little time with me this week and I'll see you next time.